Coming up, all of these crew changes lit a fire under Anthony Macri's ass. Plus, Carson Macedo bounces back. Brandon Overton has his first big paycheck of the season and more. Let's go. Today is Monday, July 11th, 2022. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. If you're new around here, we talk dirt racing stuff five days a week. You can catch the show on YouTube or where you get podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you tune in so you don't miss future episodes. We are trying to get to 10,000 YouTube subscribers by year's end. I'm going to start today with Anthony Macri and his two weekend victories, one at Williams Grove and one at Lincoln Speedway. I had a few folks comment about the wins after the changes that came to the Macri team late last week. And I wanted to uh, discuss this one right off the top. When we talked about the moves on the Friday Daily, I mentioned this could be a big hit for the 39 team as they've been really good this year. It can certainly uh, be a bummer to lose not only your crew chief, but also a second member of your crew. But Macri went out this weekend motivated and wanted to show people it wasn't all about the Shuttlesworth. And good for him. I think a couple of the commenters here were almost trying to come at me for saying this could be a hit for that team. But I didn't say it was a guarantee. I just said it could happen. Remember, uh, remember here, I have no dog in this fight. There are probably dozens of examples, too, uh, over the years of guys losing crew chiefs and then going completely sideways afterwards. So this wasn't a big stretch to think that could be a possibility here. I do want to point out a few things, though. Macri did have Bernie Stubgen with him, who isn't just some slap off the street. Bernie has won and won in Pennsylvania with other drivers. Also, Macri was running Lincoln and the Grove, not Placerville and Chico. These are two tracks I'd hope he has a pretty good package for. Uh, even without his usual crew guys. I do think with some of the heat he's taken that the Concrete Kid will continue to be motivated to show his talent and ability, and I think that's good. Sometimes you just need a little bit of a kick in the ass, and he's definitely gotten that here. The Bernie thing is probably not a long-term fix for the 39, so we'll have to see what plays out there, but good for Macri uh, for going out and showing uh, everybody that he still has the talent and ability to win, even without what uh, maybe some of us considered uh, were to be some key crew guys. And sticking with the sprint cars, the World of Outlaws got uh, only one of two shows in over the weekend because of the Friday rainout at 34 Raceway. On Saturday night at Wilmot, Donnie Schatz led the first two laps before Carson Macedo took over for good. It was Macedo's seventh win of 2022, and it was a big-time bounce back from the crash the week before at Cedar Lake that left him with a 22nd place result. James McFadden finished second with Schatz also on the podium at the end of the night. Donnie has now led laps in consecutive weeks after not having been out front since that win at Volusia in February. That TSR team, though, is still way off from uh, even from last season's pace as they continue to be a non-factor in the championship fight. The second place finish for J-Mac was his third such finish in his past six starts. He's still winless in the Roth 83, but it feels like they could uh, have that turned around here very uh, soon with the speed they've been able to show lately. In the Outlaw title fight, not a whole lot of change at the top with four of the top five guys finishing in the top six in that race. Logan Schuhart lost ground with a 14th place finish, so he's 92 points behind Sweep. But the Big Cat leads Sheldon Huddenshield by 42, Macedo by 48, and Gravel by 60 right now. Benny asked me in the comments about where the points would be right now if Macedo hadn't gotten the DQ at Williams Grove for being light at the scales. So here you go. Macedo crossed the line on May 14th in the second position, which is worth 146 points. After the DQ, he was credited with 26, which ultimately gave him 102 points. So a 44-point difference there. If he had those back, he'd only be trailing Sweet right now by four points headed into this big money week in Ohio. 
Looking ahead, the Brad Doty Classic at Attica is tomorrow night, July 12th. We then go to Eldora Wednesday for the Joker's Wild, followed by the historical big one on Thursday. That's going to pay a hundred grand to the winner. Friday is the night before, and then Saturday is the Big Kings Royal. So plenty of sprint car racing and cash coming up this week for the Outlaws. Before we move on, hat tip to Matt Vanderveer. According to the Outlaws, the 35-year-old driver has been battling cancer and is awaiting a heart transplant. He wanted to race one more time, so he rolled to Wilmot on Saturday, put his 10V in the show, and finished 18th. Good luck to him going forward with his health. We did a show uh, last week about the Lucas Oil Lay Model Dirt Series Championship Battle, and over the weekend at Deer Creek, we had a change at the top. Tim McCready's third-place finish on Saturday night was good enough for him to jump over Brandon Shepard into the series points lead, and Sheppy is now 50 points back. Ricky Thornton Jr. also gained ground, and he is 185 points out right now in third. Things on the weekend went sideways for Shepard and the Rocket team on Friday night when they got collected in a crash with Kyle Bronson and ended the night 23rd. They repaired the car for Saturday night, but things still weren't right with that chassis, and they ended up 20th after starting 5th. That 20th place finish is what has set them back, and now the team is back in West Virginia at the Rocket Shop getting things put back together. They had originally planned on going to the XR races at Stewart tonight and tomorrow, but instead they went home to build a new car so they can be ready for the Lucas show uh, at I-70 on Thursday. It was a tough break for that team, but it shows how tight that championship race is right now and uh, how quickly things can turn around. McCready and these Lucas guys were not just going to roll over for that rocket house car, and I'm pumped to see this championship fight continue into the summer. In the big show on Saturday night, Brandon Overton finally broke through for his first big money win of the season. He led 58 of the 75 laps and bagged the $50,000 win. It was Big Sexy's first Lucas win since he went back-to-back at Golden Isles way back in January. He'd been trending in the right direction, though, lately with five straight finishes of sixth or better uh, entering Saturday night. Chris Madden ended up second after a late caution thwarted his bid for the win. He had been challenging Overton in lap traffic before that yellow flew. McCready, Mike Marler, and Ricky, uh, Ricky Weiss were the rest of the top five. Later this week, Lucas has races at I-70, Tri-City, and Lucas Oil Speedway. And before we move on, a quick thanks to uh, watchers Cali Dirt Video and Ed for their recent super thanks. It continues to blow me away that you guys support the project like that with some cash. It is much appreciated. With the All-Stars over the weekend, the ground that Justin Peck had made up on Tyler Courtney during Ohio Sprint Speed Week was all basically lost again with two tough nights for the Book 13. On Friday, a hard crash in their heat race forced a move to their backup car, and Peck had issues for the rest of the night with that backup car. He ended up uh, 17th in the feature. And Saturday, Peck and the 13 team were a victim of a uh, late flat tire after running in the top 10 all race long. An 18th place finish combined with weekend runs of 8th and 2nd for Tyler Courtney now means the gap is back to 74 points between the two. Out front in the features, we almost had a Hunter Schoenberg weekend sweep. He led almost the whole race on Friday night before he exploded a right rear with two laps left. On the restart, Parker Price Miller outdueled Chris Windham and Cap Henry for the win at Ransomville. It was win number two on the year for PPM. Schoenberg wouldn't be denied on Saturday night, though, leading all 30 laps to score the win. It was a back-to-back victory at Stateline for Schoenberg and the Vermeer 55. That squad now has four total victories on the season. Zeb Wise picked up two top fives in his final weekend in his own 10 car. He'll now switch to the Rudine ride tomorrow night at Attica. The All-Stars are off now until July 22nd at Lake Ozark. Up at Houston's for the USAC Nationals, we had uh, two first-time winners with the Sprint Car Series. 
Robert Ballou was the Friday night USAC winner, but Saturday and Sunday saw Ryan Bernal and Mitchell Moles earn their first career national wins. Moles had been close on a couple of past occasions driving the Reinbold Underwood 19, including on Saturday night. He messed up on the cushion, though, with 10 to go, and the ensuing flip took him out of contention. That opened the door for Bernal's first win. On Sunday, though, Moles dominated the feature, leading all 40 laps from the pole. The sprint car points didn't change a whole lot, though, with Justin Grant still leading Brady Bacon and Robert Ballou. Logan C.V., Emerson Axum, and C.J. Leary all remain within striking distance. On the midget side, Buddy Kofoid picked up both the prelim night wins, but a flip on Sunday meant no weekend sweep. We ended up with three different win, uh, three different leaders on the night, with Jacob Denny and Justin Grant leading through halfway. But Cannon McIntosh took over on lap 64 and led the rest of the way for his second series win of the season. It was not a great weekend on the midget side for Grant, who had a flat Saturday after nearly flipping and then was a victim of a bad McIntosh slider on Sunday. Even with the issues for Buddy, his points lead is now 46, leaving the weekend. With everything that went on, though, just about the only chatter I saw coming out of Husits was more complaining about the racing on the midget side. There were plenty of bad sliders around for sure. It's become a popular thing to complain about these days. I still find it interesting, though, that the veterans are just as much to blame as the young drivers are in these cases. Sprint cars now take some time off to get ready for Indiana Sprint Week coming up, while the Midgets have four races this week between Red Dirt, Solomon Valley, and Jefferson County. Elsewhere this weekend, Gio Selzy was the 410 winner at Knoxville. Tanner Thorson bagged the AFCS win at Attica. DJ Netta won at Ocean. Michael Ficino won at Placerville. Kyle Cummins won the uh, Bob Darling Classic. Steven Shabester was an OCRS winner. And Austin McCarl wired the Power Eye 410 show at Lee County. In weekend late model action, Bryce Ward was a $10,000 Wissota winner at Brown County. Joe Martin was a Rush winner at Sharon. Zach Dome bagged $10,000 at Brush Creek. And Tanner English and Bobby Pierce were weekend summer nationals winners. If you want some late model racing today, uh, don't forget the Fever Heat 100 for the XR Super Series is going on at Stewart International. They are racing for 20000 to win tonight, and there should be a uh, pretty stout field in attendance. Before we close out, I'm normally going to avoid these types of things just because other people are just much better at the tributes in this stuff than I am. Uh, but someone asked me to mention this, so I will. While competing over the weekend at Farmington, uh, Missouri, Terry Babb was leading the sprint car feature when he pulled into the infield and later died of an apparent heart attack. He was only 55 years old. Babb was a well-known open-wheel racer running sprint cars of both types, wing and non-wing, and midgets and silver crown cars. He will certainly be missed. Jason Keith ended up winning that feature. There are three items on the streaming schedule today. The XR Super Series at uh, Stewart International, like I just mentioned, that's over on XR+. Plus. There is also IMCA Racing on Speedsport and Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Monday. If you have thoughts about the topics on uh, today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily. <laughs>